0: Oh, baby! Happy Friday! Didn't we all need this Friday? The Lord knows I needed this Friday. Happy Friday! It is the twentieth of May, twenty twenty-two. Uh, it really starts the uh, marks the beginning of Quinn's birthday weekend. So welcome to it, I hope you have ice cream cake, because you won't shut up about ice cream cake. I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. Welcome to it. It's amazing what happens when you turn five years old. Suddenly you become bossy. Well, no, actually, they're bossy the whole time, but they're awesome. That's what you do. That's what you do with kids. You think all the fun is in making them, and it's just 90% of the fun, <laughs> Anyway, welcome to the program. We'll get you uh, started on your weekend as quickly as possible. Don't forget that we're part of your weekend at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast, where I will post pictures of her little birthday celebration. And um, you can enter to win autographed books. Brad Thor and Wilfred Riley. They're battling it out. Hate crime hoax versus a thriller. And, uh, you just get the week in F and review the bonus program bonus, all sorts of things. So patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast, all proceeds from there go to feeding my children and clothing. Good God. They grow fast. We just bought these shoes. I don't understand the parents who spend a fortune on like designer shoes for their kid. I mean, you got to have more money. You know what to do with, but you see people who don't clearly have enough money. And they're going, we got to have the name brand shoes. And like, nope, I need something to keep her feet out of the dirt. That if she steps on a rock, she won't start crying. She'll notice it, but she won't start crying. That's how I roll. <laughs> I just want foot coverings, biblical-level foot coverings, which is nothing more than a piece of cow strapped on the bottom of their foot. But anyway, all the proceeds from there go to help... Uh, Help feed and clothe the kids. So they're much, much appreciated. All right, let's, it's enough about this stuff. You want to get on to your weekend, so let's get on to the stories of the day. There is a lot going on in the world. There's a bunch of stuff happening. And you sit there and you go, well, what do we talk about? Where do we start? It's one of those days where you go, where do we start? Well, we have to start, I think, with the President of the United States, right? He is the President of the United States. Joe Biden has finally been poked awake. God, it's so sad that you have to talk about the president this way. He has finally been poked awake, nudged into action. When everything else fails, a Democrat will eventually, probably, do something. Do something they they don't want to do. See, they don't really give a damn about this baby formula thing. They don't. Joe Biden doesn't care about kids. Joe Biden cares about Joe Biden and Joe Biden only. And that's it. It's all he gives a damn about. And so you're sitting there and you're going, what do you mean that's mean to say? How do you what are you basing that on? Well, I'm basing it on the simple fact that Joe Biden has never really expressed any opinion. You know, here's the thing I always say, because it's true. If somebody insists there's something and if somebody is insistent about insisting, that they are something they're probably not i'm super smart i about I, you know they they're likely not smart they might be you know average but they're not smart i'm really funny the people who just tell you how funny they are how about you just shut up and be funny that you know that'd be a good way to tell we can pick up on whether or not you're funny you could just shut the hell up about how funny you are cuz that's not funny and Try to be funny, and then when they do that, you find out that they're not funny. I'm super conservative, I'm not interested. The people who crack me up are the ones who are like, I don't have any interest in this, I don't have, I don't care about the money. Don't, don't. Yeah, you, you do. Your whole life is ruled by money. I know someone in particular like this, their whole life is about money, and all they do is talk about how they don't want money, how they don't care about the money. And then every chance that they get to uh, prove it, they prove the opposite, and they won't shut up about selling themselves. It's like, okay. That's all you are. You're a mile wide and an inch deep. Congratulations. But if Joe Biden tells you that he cares about children, he's lying. He has seven grandchildren. He acknowledges six of them. Now, let that sink in. You imagine your grandparent. You always hear about horrible parents. Who are like, yeah, my parents disowned me for whatever reason. Joe Biden has disowned his grandchild. His infant toddler, toddler, now grandchild, but has never once acknowledged this kid, the one he had with the stripper, one Hunter had with the stripper. I don't know how many kids Joe had with strippers, poor strippers. But uh, yeah, the kid that Hunter had with the stripper, Joe has never once acknowledged, never met whatsoever. It kind of tells you how horrible of a uh, a father Hunter is that he goes... I'm never going to bring this kid. I don't want visitation rights. This kid, to me, is 18 years worth of chicks. And that's it. I couldn't give a damn about the kid at all. And I guarantee you, as Joe is getting his will together, as somebody at his advanced age would damn well better be having his will together, he is making little carve-outs for all the little Bidens out there, except for that one. That one will get nothing, because Joe Biden is a vengeful D-bag. He really, really is. That stripper embarrassed the family. Not Hunter sleeping with her while Hunter was dating his former sister-in-law after having just left his wife for his former sister-in-law. And I think in a really sort of Freudian, I want to uh, assume my brother's life so maybe my dad will love me kind of way. So that's above my pay grade there, but that's my dime store assessment of Hunter Biden and his psychological issues, and his addiction issues. But uh, Joe had no problem with that. Joe had no problem with that whatsoever. Probably appreciated the uh, the spirit. But the stripper, how dare she get pregnant? How dare she not have an abortion? She embarrassed the Biden. I give you my word, it's a Biden. What such horrible, horrible people, well, Joe has finally looked at the polling data and recognized that his not giving a damn about children, he's not giving a damn about anything is not really playing out so well, and that parents who are concerned that they do not do not have the formula they need for their children are going to vote against. The senile SOB in the White House who doesn't give a damn about it and who hasn't even really paid lip service to it, who, when finally asked last Friday, finally, after it's been going on since February, when finally asked last Friday, said, well, we could have we could have moved sooner if I'd have been a better mind reader. How about you just, uh, I don't know, have a uh, demonstrate you have a mind and we'll go from there. Joe. Demonstrate that you have a mind and we'll go from there. Don't worry about reading minds. I'm not sure you can read English. I've seen you try to read a teleprompter. We'll deal with that stuff. We'll burn that bridge when we come to it, Joe. Just demonstrate that you have a mind. Recognizing that wasn't working, the laissez-faire attitude of get bent, stop complaining, don't you see that I've got, you know, to go hang out in Rehoboth Beach. They decided to go in a different direction. Finally, Finally, they're actually doing something about this, which is something, a case I'll make in a second. But he put out a video yesterday announcing his actions on this issue, this important issue he cares deeply about because he's a grandfather, you see. He's a grandfather to uh, six of his seven grandchildren.
1: (laughs) I know parents all across the country are worried about finding enough infant formula to feed their babies. As a parent and as a grandparent, I know just how stressful that is. I wanna provide a few updates on our work to get more formula into the United States and onto store shelves so it's available to you. Today, I'm invoking what they call the Defense Production Act to ensure that manufacturers have the necessary ingredients to make safe, healthy infant formula here at home. The Defense Production Act gives the government the ability to require suppliers to direct needed resources to infant formula manufacturers before any other customer who may have ordered that good. And I'm also announcing Operation Fly Formula. That's to be able to speed up the import of infant formula and start getting more formula in stores as soon as possible. I've directed the Department of Defense and the Department of Health and Human Services to send aircraft, planes overseas to pick up infant formula that meets U.S. health and safety standards so we can get it on the store shelves faster. And I've directed my team to do everything possible to ensure there's enough safe baby formula and that it's quickly reaching families that need it the most. This is one of my top priorities, and I'll continue to keep you updated on our progress.
0: Doesn't it sound like he's doing everything possible now? Those things that he's announcing, are, are they sure sound useful, helpful, don't they? Which makes you wonder why the hell they weren't done months and months and months ago, doesn't it? <laughs> At the beginning of this thing, why is it that these things, these important steps, these serious steps, these always totally first serious, why is it they were not done beforehand? There's no seemingly no answer to this. Nobody, uh, well, there's no answer to it because nobody's bothering to ask. we we'll just say that right off the bat. Nobody's bothering to ask. How pathetic is that? I want to play a quick isolation of just the end of it, the the money part of that, where he says, I've directed my team to do everything, everything, everything they can do, blah, 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 blah. Where the hell was this before, Joe?
1: And I've directed my team to do everything possible to ensure there's enough safe baby formula and that it's quickly reaching families that need it the most. This is one of my top priorities.
0: It's one of his top priorities. It's, you know, top ten. 25 priorities, probably. But, uh, yeah, four months in, four months in, once the media starts to pay attention because they couldn't, you know, not pay attention anymore, the uh, the photographs on social media became undeniable. And more and more people were noticing. And like I've been telling you, people without kids, if you just go to the grocery store, go down the formula aisle and see it. If you see it, nothing's there, take a picture. You see something there. Take a picture and tell the world, "Hey, there's formula here. You can get it." Four months of that, and it finally built up to the point that the president of the United States. Well, this is one of my top concerns. One of your top concerns. What's more important? Well, the uh, making sure that we get forty billion dollars to Ukraine, a corrupt little country over in Europe. That's way more important than feeding American babies to Joe Biden. Especially, I mean, his. I don't think any of his grandkids are young enough anymore to need formula, so he doesn't really care. It doesn't impact his life, so he doesn't care. But it impacts his polling numbers, so now suddenly he has to pretend to care. But don't you love that? I have directed my team to do everything. Why didn't you direct your team to do everything four months ago, three months ago, two months ago, one month ago, last week? When you were asked about this. Well, if we get in the way back machine to just last week on Ginger Goebbels, one of her last days, she was asked about the baby formula thing. And she said that they were doing and they had been doing and they've been on this thing from the beginning and they've been doing everything they could. Which makes you wonder what in the hell? What? How bad would it be if they weren't doing everything they could? <laughs> If it's this bad, if there are children being hospitalized and children being malnourished and given milk, which you know is enough to fill a belly and stop the crying, but it is not nourishing; it does not have the uh, the important ingredients that formula does. Just regular old milk. If uh, if they cared so deeply about this, why did they wait till now? It's a full week since Ginger Goebbels said this.
1: When
2: will parents be able to get the formula they need? What is your best sense of when... Door shelves will be stopped again. Well, I think it's also important to note that the reason we're here is because the FDA took a step to ensure that babies were uh, taking safe formula. There were babies who died from taking this formula, so they were doing their jobs. We have been working, this administration has been working for weeks now to address in anticipation of where we thought there could be shortages. Um, we have also seen uh, an increase over the last four weeks of uh, supply available, which hasn't been an increase over the four weeks prior to the recall. That is a good sign. But obviously the steps the president took today are an acknowledgement and a recognition that more needs to be done. That we do not want parents, mothers, families out there to be stressed and worried about feeding their babies. That is why the president today had conversations with the CEOs of Walmart and Target. Why he had conversations with Reckitt and Gerber about efforts to increase production. Why we're taking steps to ensure that we are uh, making we are making WIC dollars available to a range of other supplies. So we're working. We're seeing increases over the last couple of weeks. More needs to be done. We're going to cut every element of red tape we can cut. We're going to work with manufacturers. We're going to import more uh, to expedite this as quickly as possible.
0: We're going to cut the red tape. We're going to do this. Uh, I, wait a second, Ginger. You, uh, you said you've been doing everything, and you've been on this from the beginning. And actually... The illegal alien babies down at the southern border never faced a formula shortage. It's weird. Members of Congress have discovered and members of the media have reported that there are pallets full, that the southern border, that ICE, that the Biden administration managed to get a whole bunch of baby formula down to the southern border. Well, you can't. Americans can't get it, but the government has it ready to go for the children of illegal aliens. Isn't that weird? Future Democratic voters, you've got to take care of them, start buying them from the second they get across the border. And it reminds me of is when uh, in, I don't know what year it was, 61, 62, long before my time, when John F. Kennedy, the vaunted John Fitzgerald Kennedy, who would not be considered a Democrat today by any stretch of the imagination, before he announced the Cuban embargo. Remember, and that's why you can't buy Cuban cigars. When he announced the Cuban embargo, before he did that, he sent staffers around Washington, D.C. and the surrounding areas to buy up, get their hands on all the Cuban cigars that he liked that he could. Because he knew he was going to make them illegal soon. And he wanted to have a nice little stockpile for himself because he liked those cigars. Everybody else be damned. Well, the federal government knew that this day was coming when it came to baby formula. And they made sure to have enough so that they could give it out to illegal aliens so that they might be able to feed their future Democratic voters illegal aliens down there at the southern border. Americans be damn oh, are you spewing replacement no 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 this isn't replacement theory. this is they don't give a damn theory they don't give a damn about them if you're not what there's too high of a probability when you've got 31 percent approval there's too high of a probability that you do not approve of the president of the United States for them to give a damn about anybody it's better to just err on the side of caution and despise and deprioritize everybody. And at this point, quite frankly, the 30 some odd percent of people who go, yes, I approve of the job Joe Biden is doing. There's literally almost nothing that can Joe Biden can do that will turn them off. Like I don't know what he could do. He could, you know violate their dog while pouring sugar in their gas tank and there'd still be a percentage of the population going well you know what that dog was being a little bit uh, uppity barky and stuff in that car i don't know maybe the sugar in the gas tank will help it run better there there just will be people who will take that punch and go thank you sir may i have another whatever you do throughout your life and if i can instill something into my children as the you know, one of them gets ready to turn five. It'll it would be never be that person. Never be like that. Never be those unthinking people. Never go, what's the what's the party affiliation? I absolutely love that person because it's the party affiliation I like. Or what I hate them. They have nothing to say the other way. Um recognize failure it comes in all flavors. And Joe Biden, my God, is the absolute <sighs> pinnacle of failure. We're doing everything we could now. Why didn't you do it before, Joe? Well, I just didn't really give a damn. Nobody told me. I wasn't briefed on it. No heads will roll. Nobody will be fired over it. There's no accountability. And uh, I'm going back to the beach and to take a nap. So good luck to you, stock market, as you collapse. You're president, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so now Joe Biden cares about, baby, the infant formula thing. And the media will quickly move on. Now, what Joe Biden ordered yesterday is is good. What Joe Biden ordered yesterday will make a difference. Hey, go pick up some baby formula from Europe. We used to not import it. We used to not allow it to be imported from Europe. Why? I don't know. It's because the government has so many regulations. It's wildly stupid. Oh, if the uh, if the instructions are not written in English, then we can't take them. Hmm. Okay. government prints everything in Spanish now, but hey, what are you going to do? But if the instructions aren't written in English, uh, I think people know how to use baby formula. You know, call me crazy. But even if that's the case in the midst of an emergency, you could, I don't know, tell people there's an app to convert metric to, to standard and figure out how to mix this stuff together. The important thing is you have the stuff, right? Isn't it? Because if yeah, there are going to be some people who simply won't be able to make the conversion, but there will be more if you import more than what we do have coming in that does have the instructions written in English. Um, you will be able to. Um, they'll be able to get that. Let's just say, but no. And the Defense Production Act. Joe Biden loves the Defense Production Act when it comes to anything COVID-related. Because it makes him, you know, they've scared the hell. They spent three years now scaring the hell out of everybody about COVID. So, oh, I've invoked the Defense Production Act. For what? I don't know. Wakes up in a cold sweat screaming, Defense Production Act. Well, now he's doing it for something that matters. He should have done it a long time ago. It will take some time to get more baby formula to the market because they waited so long. Pro tip for all you government bureaucrats out there listening. If you're going to shut down the largest manufacturer in the country of anything, take a second to decide whether or not that thing you're ordering the shutdown of the manufacturing of, whether or not it is super important to people. And now if it's, you know, tube socks because I don't know, they're choking off the blood flow to the foot, whatever you probably don't need to replace that. If it is something like food or medicine, you're probably going to need to think about, hey, at some point, we're going to need to replace this. Maybe we should start taking advantage of this now. We're shutting this down for for whatever reason, legitimate, illegitimate. You're shutting it down. And at the same time, since there is no real government bureaucracy that consists of one dude, Maybe have one of your colleagues, coworkers, work on finding ways to get around the damage you're doing. Good damage, bad damage, not passing judgment on the damage. But I'm saying just be aware. You don't get to throw a rock in a puddle and have it zip in there like a Chinese high-dive platform diver. Like, boop, there's no splash, no ripples, nothing. It's not the way the world works. The Biden administration took four months to figure this out. 4 months to go, hey, maybe we should uh, do something about it. And it wasn't even like that just occurred to them. Like they woke up and go, "Wait, a second, I knew did I leave the oven on?" No. It just went off. It just happened. Period. End of story. They didn't care until the polls started causing problems and suddenly out of nowhere Baby formula shortage shot up to one of the top concerns amongst the American people, because even if you're not in the business of needing baby formula, you look at it and you go, I don't really want to see babies starve to death. I don't really want to see babies be malnourished." We just spent two years locking down the education of, you know, five, and I guess now they're seven to 18 year olds. We just robbed them of two years of schooling. That wasn't just, oh, you just robbed them of their prom. Oh, man, they won't be able to go to the prom. You don't prom isn't important. I didn't go to prom. I turned out just fine. I couldn't care less about I didn't go to a single school function. I went to one that I was involved in, that I performed at. Otherwise, I didn't go to a single school function at all. And that was just a pep rally. (laughs) I didn't go to a single dance. I went to one football game uh, because I helped build the float. Not really. I just hung out while other people did it. But I went and that was it. Four years of high school, never did anything. I turned out just fine. I mean, yeah, I'm cynical and all that, but that was always there. You need to think about your actions and what, what they will mean, what they do. If you don't, you end up like the Democrats are. I want to play you this from Donnie Deutsch. Donnie Deutsch made a fortune in advertising. I don't remember. I looked it up once. He he runs an advertising firm in Manhattan, and he's made literally millions of dollars. He's apparently come up with some famous slogans. It doesn't matter. He's now somehow parlayed that into being an MSNBC contributor on top of corporations throwing him tons of money to come up with their advertising campaigns. I don't understand it. I guess it kind of made sense in the beginning before the left absolutely lost their mind when he would give advice about how, you know, here's how you message this. Here's how you message that. That should should be right in his wheelhouse. Now he's gone off the deep end like every other leftist on the planet where they've got uh, Tucker Tourette's or Trump Tourette's, depending on who it is. Racist, racist. You mentioned the names. Racist, racist. They're like, uh, God, who did Gilligan? What was it, Gilligan? Maynard G. Krebs, I think. Never actually seen an episode of this show, but uh, The Many Lives and Loves of Dobie Gillis. I think that's what it was called. Uh, Gilligan, Bob Denver, played a guy named Maynard G. Krebs. All I remember about that and all I really know about the show, except for that the dad went on to play, or the kid went on to, the Dobie Gillis guy went on to play, like, dads in 80s movies, I think, or at least in TV commercials. But Bob Denver's character, Maynard G. Krebs, was a beatnik who hated work. And anytime you said work, you go, work, work, and it like, was terrified. That's how these leftists are when you mention Trump, you mention Tucker, you mention Fox, you mention anything. They immediately go into a seizure of freak out over these people who think differently than them, who are more popular than they are. So Donnie Deutsch advertising guru and he gets paid for this ladies and gentlemen he gets paid a lot of money he gets paid a lot he's been on MSNBC for years and years and years too so i imagine he he's getting paid a lot of money from them too he did have a show on MSNBC <laughs> it lasted i think 16 episodes it was really terrible nobody watched it and that was back when people were watching MSNBC now his numbers that he got on his show would probably make him you know the top 5 host on MSNBC, but he was on yesterday with, uh, I think it was Stephanie Rule, I can't, it doesn't matter, I don't think they say anything in this thing, and Donnie has a, no, he was on with uh, Nicole Wallace, that's right, Donnie has an important idea on how Democrats can win come the fall, wouldn't you know it, it's, well, before I characterize it, let's listen to him, What the
3: Democrats need to do, and it's so obvious at this point, is brand them with it, is basically take this replacement theory and now make it the Republican racist replacement theory. Make every Republican answer, do you believe in it or not? Brand every Republican. This is the party of the replacement theory. Take what is a sliver. Or I'm a real minority, but a minority, and make it the entire raison d'etre of the Republican Party. Do the same thing with violence. It's the R V Party. It's the Republican violence party. Brand them, the very this is judo. The very, very heinous things that they stand for and are hiding behind brand them on. Take a branding iron, put it on them so that any mainstream Republican has to wear that badge and go, Are you voting Republican? Do you understand? You're voting for the replacement theory. Do you believe in that? Is that what you stand for? Do you believe that immigrants are coming over to replace white people, and it's part of a Jewish cabal playing this whole thing, and through interracial marriage? Do you believe, because that's the Republican platform. So make the Republicans own it.
0: <laughs> God, there's so much to unpack there. But the, the the in a nutshell version of Donny Deutsch's strategy for the Democrats is call Republicans racist. Isn't that exactly what Democrats have been doing for the last twenty years? Everything—it's easier than defending their policies. It's easier than doing it. Just call them racist. Brent, do you believe in in replacement theory? Replacement theory? Yes. The original replacement theory was an anti-Semitic theory. Jews were doing coordinating all of this. You can't say that, you can't say that Democrats are anti-Semitic. Well, can you? I guess you can. But the idea that Democrats would love to supplant or replace American voters with new citizens who they believe they'll have a better chance of winning the vote of is something Democrats have proudly espoused for 10 years at least. I played to that two minute montage yesterday of them talking about oh, demographics, the changing demographics in the country are going to mean that Republicans are just going to never, they'll get little enclaves of people, but that's it because the browning of America means the end of the Republican party. That is exactly what Donnie Douche there is decrying as some weird just dis- conspiracy theory amongst Jews. i never heard the Jewish conspiracy theory aspect of it. I didn't do deep dive research because I don't need to know the origins of it. I enjoy a, a ham and cheese sandwich. I don't have to understand who the first person was to make it. What if they were horrible? Can you never have a ham and cheese sandwich? Well, the original ham and cheese sandwich also had a cow patty dropped on it. Okay, well, do you want a cow patty? No. No, I like a ham and cheese sandwich. The left is so insane and so unhinged that they will go back. you know that uh, two thousand five hundred years ago this thing meant this, and they're using these words because it's secret code. That's how it works. No Donny Deutsch has Trump Tourettes, Donny Deutsch has Tucker Tourettes. Just sit there and go, we've got to brand these people says brand them brand, brand should we should we put tattoos on their arms, Donny? Is that what you want to do? (laughs) Take a branding iron and put it on their arm. Or tattoo, maybe, right on their forearm. Donnie, you want to, I don't, you shouldn't probably, you should be weary of, and that's not universal, but you should be weary of any adult who goes by, like, Donnie, Danny. At a certain point, don't you become Don, Donald, Dan, something like Daniel, something like that. Hey, Billy is, you would know, expect some you know, 12-year-old kid to come running around the corner, not a, a 60-year-old multimillionaire. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that one, but that's just the way I look at it. But I do love how his, his big theory, his big, this advertising genius, his big strategy advice for Democrats is do what you've been doing as you've slowly been losing the American people. I think you need to call people racist harder. I know that you've been calling them racist. And at this point, is there anybody among us who hasn't been called a racist by the Democrats? Honestly, oh, some sort of ist or phobe. Maybe it's not always uh, an ist. Maybe it's always a, or it's a phobe. It just depends. You're a transphobe? Why, I don't believe that that six foot five man over there should be swimming against five foot three girls and blowing them out by more than a minute. I don't. I think that's wrong. Well, you're obviously a transphobe. No, no. I don't care what that dude does. I just think that it doesn't matter. You're a transphobe. Hmm. Okay. I don't think we should have an open southern border, especially in a pandemic. But really, any. T- well, you're obviously a racist how am i you just are just look it up the very textbook definition of racist and over in the corner there's some democrat taking a a, you know white out to a textbook to the dictionary to a definition of racist to encompass whatever the left has deemed it to need to be at any given moment donny Deutsch and emma and by the way uh, what's her face? Uh, Nicole Wallace was sitting there. Nicole Wallace, the supposed Republican over at MSNBC, was sitting there nodding, going, oh, yeah, no, no, this is brilliant. Let me write. Uh, call them racist, she's saying. She licks her pen and writes that down. Call them racist. Why hasn't somebody thought of this before, Donnie? Yes, please do it. You know what the real shame of this is? I have poor racism. I have poor bigotry. But when there is... Real racism, and there is real racism in this country. You never hear about it. Why? Because of idiot white liberals like this and race hustlers like Ben Crump and Al Sharpton who call everything racist. Everything. If everything is racist, then nothing is racist. It's never been a better time. Adam Carolla said this on his podcast. There's never been a better time to be a racist because everything is called racist. You can skate right under the radar. Nobody would notice. And he says, well, there's another person crying racism. It's pathetic. It's it's damaging because the real victims of discrimination get ignored. The real they're few and they're far between, but they get ignored because they're drowned out by the opportunists. They're drowned out by the hustlers. They're drowned out by the fundraisers. They're drowned out by the BLM activists. Oh no. This is horrible racism. Meanwhile, there's, you know, what, 15 kids shot the other day in Chicago. "Ah, Well, that's that's not racist. It's not racist. It's not problematic. And those lives don't matter when black people do it or Hispanic. And anybody who's white, who's not white or not a police officer because, you know, blue trumps everything. Then it's problematic. But otherwise, we just ignore Chicago. Well, maybe they'll buy a mansion there, but that's about as involved. They won't even buy a mansion there, no matter if they get it at a price, because it wouldn't help serve their purpose. It would just remind people of how awful and hypocritical they are. God, this is, how are these people in power anywhere, anywhere? I'll never understand. I, uh, I have to move. I have to talk about the uh, disinformation board. It is stopped now. Nina Jankovic, she'll be missed. She'll be uh God, now that she's not working in government, that means she'll be inflicting herself on dinner theaters up and down the east coast, I imagine. Yeah, she uh the singing bureaucrat has resigned as the board was put on pause. This is how the uh story was broken about this disinformation board. The idea of the government, you know, deciding what isn't isn't disinformation is one of the biggest threats, the people who run around and go, threat to our democracy, threat to our democracy, threat. They were in the midst of trying to perpetrate one of the biggest threats to democracy and freedom ever. And now it's it's paused. Now you got to keep that in mind. It is not stopped. It is paused. But this is how the story was broken. It was broken by Taylor Lorenz, the worthless uh, pile of... Human garbage at the Washington Post, the one that goes around and like outs people on social media, doxes them because they dare think differently. Yeah, her. She gets she gets a job with Jeff Bezos. The uh, headline kind of tells you all of it. How the Biden administration let right wing attacks derail its disinformation efforts. Oh, it dis- you know that Nina Jankowicz was the uh, the source for all of this. She is uh, well; she's social media friends with Taylor Lorenz. See, they're I don't know if Nina was born rich, but Taylor was born rich and spoiled, and never really did anything on her own without mommy and daddy's money or influence. Uh, you know, the private schools in Switzerland—that kind of rich we're talking about. So she has no scruples, no normal frame of reference. No decency, seems like to me. Well she is more than willing to help out anybody who sucks up to her. And Nina Jankowitz was smart enough to suck up to her. Because otherwise Taylor Lorenz would like publish her home address or something. Who knows? So she writes this whole piece about how the evil right wingers now Democrats had a problem with this board too. Some, the ACLU had a problem with this board but it doesn't matter when you're taylor lorenz and you're dumb as a box of rocks everything is a everything is a hammer that on the morning of april 27th the department of homeland security announced the creation of the first disinformation governance board with the stated goal to quote coordinate counter uh, count coordinate countering misinformation related to homeland security end quote The Biden administration tapped Nina Jankowicz, a well-known figure in the field of fighting disinformation and extremism, as the board's executive director. Now, had you ever heard of Nina Jankowicz? If you were in the midst of collecting losers who appear on MSNBC cards, you might have had her rookie, but otherwise you probably haven't heard of her because the job is a damn joke. It is meant to control people. That's all it is. Her looking into disinformation was meant to control people. That's all it was. It was, of course, funded by the left. That's who she is. She's a person of the left. And she was going to be in charge of what you're allowed to say and what you're not. She's the one who said, I think people who are verified on Twitter should be able to edit the tweets of people who aren't. It's essentially the progressive movement in a nutshell, the eugenics. Those people are undesirable. We should sterilize them. We should sterilize them. They shouldn't be having children. They're gross. They're dumb. Their genes are defective. We should uh, sterilize them. It's kind of gross, but it's true. In naming the 33-year-old Jankiewicz to run the newly created board, the administration chose someone with extensive experience in the field of disinformation which has emerged as an urgent and important issue. The author of the books, How to Be a Woman Online and How to Lose the Information War, her career also featured stints at multiple nonpartisan think tanks and nonprofits that included work that focused on strengthening democratic institutions. Within the small community of disinformation researchers, her work was well-regarded. She also was one of the biggest purveyors of mis- and disinformation in the past five years on social media. She did not find or meet a uh, Trump, anti-Trump conspiracy theory, anti-conservative conspiracy theory she did not like, she did not embrace. She was all over it like a rash or like a drunk theater chick at an after party at a cast party. Don't ask. But that's who she was. That's how she was. Oh, the Russia conspiracy. Donald Trump was elected because of Russia. Yeah, there you go. Oh, he worked with Russia. There you go. That's another. You name it. She spewed it. The Steele dossier is true. The Hunter Biden laptop story is Russian disinformation. The disinformation experts swore. Which is weird, because all of those things turned out to be false. All of those things actually turned out to be true, I guess you should say. Uh, the lies that Nina Jankowitz was saying were uh, false. But she's an expert in the field. She's well regarded. Well, the field sucks then, okay? Can we just say that? The field actually sucks. Uh, Taylor Lorenz PR uh, press release, but within hours of the news of her appointment, Jankowitz was thrust into the spotlight by the very forces she dedicated her career to combating. (laughs) The board itself and DHS received criticism for both its somewhat ominous name and scant details of its specific mission. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said it could, be, could have done a better job of communicating what it is and what it isn't. But Jankowitz was on the receiving end of the harshest attacks. With her role mischaracterized, she became a primary target on the, right, on the right-wing Internet. She has been subject to an unrelenting barrage of harassment and abuse while unchecked misrepresentations of her work continue to go viral. Unchecked, oh, God. Unchecked is taking what she said and saying, here's what she said. Linking to what she, here's a video of her saying X and then there's a link to the video of her saying X. But this is all a smear job on the left. A smear job on the left. They'll take a five minute monologue from Tucker Carlson and quote three sentences from it and go, uh, uh-huh, see, see? No context, nothing. And I go, see, see, see? He inspired the Buffalo thing. Oh, that's that's perfectly cool. No evidence the guy in Buffalo ever watched Tucker Carlson. Didn't mention Tucker Carlson. The closest it came to mentioning Tucker Carlson in his giant manifesto was expressing his hatred of Fox News and all things Fox News. But somehow that's, that's cool. That's kosher. But pointing out what Nina Jankowicz actually said by quoting and linking to it beyond the pale. It's just this side of a hate crime. Perhaps somebody needs to go to prison. So now just three weeks after its announcement, the disinformation governance board is being paused, according to multiple employees at DHS, capping a back and forth week of decisions that changed during the course of the reporting of this story. On Monday, DHS decided to shut down the board, according to multiple people with knowledge of the situation. By Tuesday morning, Jankowitz had drafted a resignation letter in response to the board's disillusion. Tuesday night, Jankowitz was pulled into an urgent call with DHS officials who gave her the choice to stay on even as the department she as uh, work was put on hold because of the backlash it faced, according to multiple people with knowledge of the call. Working groups within DHS focused on mis- and dis- and malinformation information have been suspended. The board could still be shut down pending review of the Homeland Security Advisory Council. On Wednesday morning, Jankowicz officially resigned from her role in the department. Oh, no. She will be missed. She'll go right back to the think tank world. She'll go right back to earning six figures for being wrong. That's the one thing you have to remember about these people. Government bureaucrats, pundits, this woman is both, and the think tankers. They aren't punished for being wrong. There is no punishment for being wrong. When was the last time you saw one of these clown pundits on television, right or left, it doesn't matter, who predicted anything? Told you this is how it's gonna be, and we're all gonna This is a big conspiracy. They're out to get you, they're gonna do this, they're gonna do we've got the evidence. Here's the evidence, and you see the evidence, you go, okay, but then it doesn't stand up to basic scrutiny. What's going on here? And you go, uh, well, by beats, by beet juice, by whatever. They just go right back to whatever's next or whatever was previous, and they pretend that the predictions they were Republicans are gonna sweep the house, Democrats are gonna sweep the house. There is no accountability for being wildly wrong in the political class. Nina Jankowicz is not going to suffer. She won't she won't have three years of government work toward her pension at twenty years of government service. She won't notch off three more I assume she already worked in government or contracted or whatever. She was on her way, maybe you get that twenty that's the thing. You work for government, you work in in the right government, the federal government for 20 years, you get a, a pension, not of uh, an IRA or a 401k. You get a pension. The longer you are, the more you get. And it doesn't matter. You can work five years and then go work in the private sector five years, make a fortune, come back, make another five. You get, you get paid. You're not making a fortune working for government. That's the one thing you got to remember. You're paid well, especially if you're at the bureaucrat level that she is. But the cash comes when you leave. The cash comes when you leave. If you can handle a couple of years on, you know, not lean, you're not making thirty thousand dollars a year, you're probably making a hundred and fifty, which is a lot of money. But not what they were making when they were in the nonprofit sector. It's amazing how much profit there is in the nonprofit sector. You're not making that kind of money, but if you work in the government for less pay for a couple of years, you can come out and you'll get a book. She'll probably still get a book deal. Three weeks. She outlasted Scaramucci. He got a book deal, but uh, (laughs) it's a low bar, but she did. She cleared the Scaramucci scale. Um, She'll get a book deal. She'll go back to the think tank world. She will become a sought after speaker. On the college Democrat and um, commencement address circuit, she will be blessed by the university system, which not means not like blessed, but she will have the seal of approval from the left wing mob. She's not like a conservative who will go to a college campus invited by a student group to give a speech and then the left-wing mob shows up with bomb threats and screaming and yelling and storming the stage and the university comes in and says, well, there's nothing we can do. They have the right to protest. Like, oh, really, They're threatening to kill everybody. Yeah, well, you know, you shouldn't probably espouse controversial views. Nina Jankowitz will not face that when she goes to speak at Smith College or at Wellesley and or wherever. She'll just get 10 grand for it. She will never make more money in her life. She won't get the government pension, but for three weeks of not really doing anything, she will be set. She will be, uh, who will, CNN or will MSNBC sign her up first? I assume it will be MSNBC. CNN seems to be in a weird place where they're just now getting ready to... uh, be taken over by Discovery, and they just killed CNN Plus, and I don't think they want to do that. I don't think they want to lay out a bunch of money right now. They're still eating that three hundred million they spent on CNN Plus, so I suspect it will be MSNBC who steps up and hires Nina Jankowicz. She won't get a show right away, but she will be all over the place. Every single worthless pile of human flesh to come out of government has been signed by one or two of those, one of those two networks, or Miles Teller. He was anonymous. He was the deputy chief of staff to the insignificant in the Department of Homeland Security. And he was an, he was a high-ranking government official, according to the New York Times. Nobody ever heard of him. He's a, an MSNBC contributor. He announced this week, by the way, that he is he's just disgusted. I don't know what it was that disgusted him with the Republican Party, but he has left the Republican Party officially. And you're, again, you're sitting there scratching your head going, who? Miles Teller, yeah, was that the guy in Whiplash? No, different guy, but they are out there, these leftists who masquerade as Republicans who then leave government, Peter Strzok, fired for lying to FBI agents, got a cable news deal and a book deal, they get taken care of, his girlfriend, Lisa Page, rolling in the money. His wife, I don't know, do they get the, the does wife get a piece of Lisa Page's action the way that Lisa Page was getting a piece of Peter Strzok's action? Is that no probably not. I don't know if she wants it. She'll take the money though there is always some cable outlet out there c n n or m s n b c waiting with open arms to catch a falling liberal arms out. We'll get you, we'll say. So Nina Jankowitz don't cry for her Argentina and please don't sing that Nina Jankowitz. She will she's already I guarantee you being inundated with uh, offers. What's funny though is she talks of the Taylor wrens in this story which was clearly fed by Nina Jankowitz it's exceedingly long. Talks about how Nina Jankowitz was hounded out by right-wingers rounded out by they don't give any examples they don't give any examples there was no reason for her to quit she was set she was going to be in there the biden administration didn't really give a damn it wasn't until the left like the aclu said wait a second that they decided to even pause it but a pause is not an end she's not the victim she's the perp and if she was you know we found the call it's coming from inside the house it's coming from inside Nina Jankowicz's office. She was the one of the biggest purveyors of mis- and disinformation out there. So she will be missed by somebody, I assume, who I don't know, why I'll never understand. But she shall be missed. I'm just afraid this means we're going to see more videos online of her singing. I don't want to see. None, she can. She's got a good voice. But there's difference between singing like pop songs and singing Broadway show tunes and making them your own words about disinformation. Like Weird Al is going, you stop this, stop this. And she's got the Broadway performance voice, which is just if you've ever been in a theater department in college or high school, it's so wildly grating. It's awful. But she'll be missed, probably. So NBC News has entered the Hunter Biden game. Reluctantly. And they have a story today. Headline. Analysis of Hunter Biden's hard drive shows he, his firm, took in about $11 million from 2013 to 2018, comma, spent it fast. Huh? The reporting on the hard drive, the Russian disinformation hard drive from the singing leftist lunatic. Took one, two, three, four reporters and let's see who else can. It's a very long, lengthy report. Uh, One other person. So five reporters at MSNBC, NBC News reported on this. From 2013 to 2018, Hunter Biden and his company brought in about $11 million via his roles as an attorney, and a board member with a Ukrainian firm accused of bribery, and his work with Chinese businessman now accused of fraud, according to an NBC News analysis of a copy of Hunter Biden's hard drive and iCloud account, and documents released by Republicans on two Senate committees. All of this information was widely available to anybody who wanted it before the election, and they didn't do it. They didn't do it. You know, they didn't. His work as an attorney. His work as an attorney for, for what? What did he do as an attorney? He said his work as an attorney and as a board member of Burisma and then his dealings with China. So what did he, how much money is Hunter Biden raking in as an attorney? He was smoking an awful lot of crack. He was quite adept at being a board member of Burisma because you didn't have to show up or do anything. So I think his crack smoker can handle that, that gig. But if you're working as an attorney, for who and what are you doing? I wouldn't want my attorney, if I had to go to court, to be a crack addict. Call me old-fashioned, but I wouldn't want that. So what do you have? What do you get? What, do you, what is he doing? We don't know. They don't, but the documents and the analysis, which don't show what he did to earn millions of dollars from his Chinese partners, raise questions about national security, business ethics, and potential legal exposure. Not even to mention, and I love that: what did the Chinese Communist government, government people with ties to the Chinese, you don't get to invest millions upon millions or billions of dollars in China or have Chinese money, give it to somebody in the United States to invest if you don't have the permission of the government. The government looked at it and said, this is the son of the idiot vice president. This is okay. They had to know he was a crack addict, but they said, you know what? It's, it'll be worth it. Throw him a billion dollars. Let him play with it invested. He can take commissions off of it. We can't just cut him a check. So we got to pretend that somehow he's got any experience whatsoever at managing a hedge fund. And we'll just go with it. They, they don't. They gloss over it. They just, you know, he works with Chinese business partners. On what? Did they manufacture something? Did they build something? Is there a series of factories over in Asia that Hunter Biden owns a piece of because he started this business? Was he the creator of some wonderful little gadget that we all know? Did he create the fidget spinner because he was so high on crack that he couldn't hold himself together? We don't know. They don't bother to ask. In December 2020, Biden acknowledged in a statement that he was the subject of a federal investigation into his taxes, a little more than that, but it was, of course, December of 2020, long after the election. NBC News was first to report that an ex-business partner had warned Biden he should amend his tax returns to disclose $400,000 in income from the Ukrainian firm Burisma. You should amend. amend, $400,000 is not an amendment. GOP congressional sources also say that if Republicans take back the House this fall, they'll demand more documents and probe whether any of Biden's income went to his father, President Joe Biden. Oh, finally, they get down to the point of it. Reluctantly and casually. Quote, no government ethics rules apply to him, said Walter Schaub, a former director of the U.S. Office of Government Ethics, who is now an ethics expert uh, with the Project on Government Oversight. Schaub added, however, that, quote, it's imperative that no one at DOJ and no one at the White House interfere with the criminal investigation in Delaware. It was never about whether or not Hunter was unethical in violating government ethics. Hunter was never a government employee, and he's clearly wildly unethical. It was whether or not Joe was. So to sit there and say, you know, uh, nothing Hunter Biden did violated the Hatch Act, which stops government employees from electioneering with government property on government time. Okay, well, he was never—nobody accused him of that. Great, congratulations. He didn't also—he also didn't kill Ron uh, Goldman and Nicole Simpson— He didn't kill them either. Well, that's a little bit weird. He wasn't being accused of that either. But now I think I kind of want to accuse him of it. (laughs) Of course, NBC goes to all their greatest hits. Walter Schaub hated Donald Trump. And then they go to Frank Figliuzzi, former FBI assistant director for counterintelligence. Like You you can get to anybody who might have, I don't know, worked in a relevant department. He said there's a national security risk when foreign powers like China see an opportunity to get close to someone like Biden. Quote, it's all about access and influence. And if you can compromise someone with both access and influence, that's even better, said Figliusi, now an NBC News contributor. Quote, better still if the target is already compromised himself. They're acting as though this is just some, this is a staffer in the House of Representatives. This is a staff assistant in the House of Representatives. This is the son of the vice president, or now the president, who was vice president at the time, who has told people, multiple people, that he was basically selling his father's name, selling his father's job. And his father was taking a piece of the action like Tony Soprano. The documents and the analysis indicate that a few of Biden's deals ever came to fruition and shed light on how fast he was spending money. Now, how the hell do you come up with a, and get $11 million over the course of, what is that, five years if the deals don't actually come to fruition? Why? Because they say, here, take this money. We're going to work together somehow in the future, and then you just don't. Because why the hell would you hire a crackhead to do anything? Why would you go into business? Expenditures compiled on his hard drive show he spent more than $200,000 per month from October 2017 through February 2008 on luxury hotel rooms, Porsche payments, dental work, and cash withdrawals. That's a lot of money. Biden has admitted to burning through cash to pay for drugs and partying with strangers who routinely stole from him. (laughs) i love it hey strangers they're called prostitutes okay when you pay them for sexual intercourse they're called prostitutes i realize there's now probably some there's sex workers you're not allowed to use that word and you're supposed to respect sex workers but uh (laughs) they're called prostitutes just so those of you following along at home with the slide rule of and opening up a dictionary going what are you He He paid strangers? He was partying with strangers? He wasn't just walking down the Vegas Strip and going up to random people going, hey, you want to come to my luxury hotel room and film me smoking crack? He filmed himself having sex with prostitutes. But they can't bring themselves to be that honest. That would be a little bit too much like journalism, ladies and gentlemen. They say that those people routinely stole from him. You know... If you can't trust random prostitutes, you order online to not rob you when they're done and you've smoked an inordinate amount of crack and passed out. I don't know who you can trust. My faith in humanity is shaken. <laughs> and he struggled to pay multiple mortgages or keep up with alimony and child support payments to his ex-wife. <laughs> It is ex ex wife the one he left his ex wife and his kids for his brother late brother's wife and kids. Can't imagine he was visiting the kids all that much while he's smoking a ton of crack and banging a bunch of hookers. I would think that young kids around would dampen that. I'd like to think that his first wife wouldn't would have the sense to not go. Uh, Look, Hunter, it's your weekend with the kids. I know you're high on crack and knee deep and hookers, but uh, you know what? Mommy needs some some her time. So you take I don't think that she would do that. I don't know. She was dumb enough to marry the guy in the first place. So you never know. But I would like to think that Hunter was not seeing the kids at this point. (laughs) But I just love Oh, he's struggling to pay all these things. Yeah, that kind of is what happens. In a February 2017 divorce filing, an attorney for Biden's ex-wife said the couple's outstanding debts were shocking and overwhelming, and that they owed $313,000 in back taxes. According to the file I don't get it. According to the filing, they had bounced checks to their housekeeper and owed money to doctors and therapists. The filing alleged that Hunter Biden had spent copiously on drugs, strip clubs, prostitutes and girlfriends, quote, while leaving the family with no money to pay for legitimate bills, end quote. So he was uh, into the crack and into the hookers long before he left his wife and never forget he left her. there's something if you get the name biden if you're in the biden inner circle it must just suck intelligence points off of you it must just just suck them away like a black hole even light can't escape that you go yeah my hun- my husband is out all the time spending god awful amounts of money on prostitutes and crack cocaine and girlfriends i like how she differentiates the lawyers differentiate between the girlfriends and the prostitutes <laughs> But he's spending too much money, and and we can't pay our bills. <clears throat> Therefore, I don't think our marriage is going to work, and I should file for divorce. Like really, what was the what was the fifteenth clue? Like <laughs> a representative for Biden says all his tax responsibilities to the IRS are now satisfied. Yeah, a uh, Hollywood producer paid his bills. It nice. Do you have a Hollywood producer to pay your bills? You don't. Wow, that's weird. Two sources familiar with the matter have confirmed to uh, NBC News that Hollywood attorney Kevin Morris began advising Biden in 2020 and arranged to pay off the approximately two million dollars he owed to the IRS. Isn't that nice? He's also apparently paying for uh, his help to uh, his rent. He's paying like thirty grand a month or twenty grand. I think he's paying twenty grand a month, and the Secret Service is paying thirty grand a month to rent a mansion. I love these things. these people. I'm, I've been rich my whole life, and now I'm broke. OK? Well, then maybe you should not stay at the Ritz-Carlton in the, pent- in the penthouse suite, and maybe you should stay at the motel Six by the pool. You know Maybe you don't rent a mansion for 20 or 30,000 dollars a month. Maybe you rent a house or an apartment for like a thousand bucks a month. No, 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 no. You don't have to. People, actually, this is sadly how rich and famous people die for just being honest about it. You get these enablers around them and whatever. I don't know what this this lawyer's game is. I don't know. If, 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 I'm giving, I've been advising him for a couple of years now. Uh, if it isn't advising him to get off crack and stop living beyond his means, you're not doing a very good job of it. But if you're enabling him to do those things, might I suggest that you uh, stop, that you're not particularly good at your job? nobody seems to ask this guy, why are you paying a couple million bucks for this guy? Well, I've been advising him financially. What financially? He hasn't made any money. Well, he, he sold his paintings for a lot of money, I guess. The whole thing stinks to high heaven. And just now NBC News is getting around to reporting on it. And they're only doing it because just maybe something more will come from this. It won't come from it from NBC News. NBC News is not dispatching a team of journalists to look through Hunter Biden's laptop. ABC News is not. CBS News is not. CNN is not. MSNBC is not. Fox probably even isn't. But out there are smaller sites that are spending the time doing the legwork, doing the journalism. And then when they discover something, which they inevitably will, then these other things will go, all right, we'll report what somebody else said. They won't do it themselves. And if it's not discovered, if these small websites go bankrupt before they're able to find anything, the Bidens will yet again have gotten away with it. It has to be really juicy or else the rest of the media will ignore it anyway. Shifting gears here. There was a hearing up on Capitol Hill yesterday about abortion. And I don't know why Republicans are host. Democrats are holding these hearings, actually, because they're they're out there. um, Trying to stir up people, everything the Democrats are doing right now is to scare the hell out of people, period. End of story. It's not not to inform. It's not to educate. It's not to inspire in any way, shape or form. It's to scare the hell out of them. So they'll vote for Democrats. And so they're trying to convince the world that are Democrats out there and people who are so inclined that Republicans are on the verge of getting rid of abortion, making it illegal across the country and around the world in the hopes that they'll go out and vote for Democrats this fall. Well, this means that some Republicans can ask some questions too. This first clip is just to expose how just nuts Nuts! The left is—they're committed. They're not as committed to their marriages as they are to the idea of abortion. This is Congressman Dan Bishop of North Carolina. Yes, a Texas abortion activist named Amy Armbidge. Armbid—I don't even know A R R M B I D E. Arm Armbide, whatever. Uh, Amy is not spelled the normal way either because nobody spells their names the normal way anymore. It's A-I-M-E-E because parents must have just decided they want to be a pain in the ass to everybody everywhere. Or they hated their kid from birth. Maybe that's why she's an abortion activist. Whatever the case, (laughs) whatever the case, she works for, she's executive director of a group called Avow. She was asked about when life begins and why it's okay to have an abortion up to the moment of birth, but not after birth. Uh, it is actually a brilliant con- brilliantly constructed line of questioning by Congressman Dan Bishop. And at the end, you just kind of sit there and she, she can't answer. She can't answer, so she reverts back to her standard answer, something to behold.
3: So so abortion should be allowed then, by your definition, for any reason, for any purpose, at any stage, right?
0: I trust people to make decisions about
2: their body, and then when relevant, I think that they need to consult their medical practitioners. Okay.
3: And not Congress. If it is, listen, let me just ask you this question. If it is not lawful and morally acceptable to take the life of a 10-year-old child, I assume you agree with that, right? That would be wrong, correct? I believe that Okay, and a 2-year-old child, same thing, that would be murder, we would all agree that's wrong then what is the principal distinction between the human being that is two years old or nine months old or one week old or an hour old than one that is eight inches further up the birth canal in the utero? What, what's the difference? Why is it okay in the latter case and not the former
0: cases? I trust people to determine what to do with their own bodies. Wow. <laughs> I trust people. She sat there for an exceedingly long time i i trust people to i I trust people i do i do i do i do i do do you you don't have any you can just say i don't care why don't you just be honest i don't care i'll be honest with you congressman i just don't care all right we can draw a legal distinction it's a finish line there and i don't care i make my living this way i love what i do i don't care just just say it, just own it instead of going, uh, you know what, uh, it's, a, it's a thing everybody struggles with well, when you're out dancing in the streets at the prospect of more and more women having more and more abortions. I think it's a little bit more than it's a deeply personal choice that everybody has to seriously make on their own. It's like you're celebrating like you, you, you just won the World Series there and you're telling me it's a deeply it's a deeply personal choice. Everybody must come. serious, serious issue. Well, then why are you moonwalking if it's a serious issue? Why are you spinning on your head if it's a serious issue? They, they just need to come out and say, I don't care. We all know they don't care. It's not a surprise. It's not like, well, if the people find out what we really think, then the jig will be up. Now the jig is up. Everybody knows you don't give a damn. Come on. You're not fooling anybody. Just say it. It's perfectly acceptable to say you don't care. There's lots of people who don't care. Never thought about it. Never thought about it, Congressman. But I don't care. Never. There you go. Now, uh, being here in Maryland, Jamie Raskin Jamie Raskin is—he's uh, just insufferable. How it is that the left has decided that he is a star is beyond me. You look at Jamie Raskin, and you go, "Oh yeah, star, superstar." Hell no. Jamie Raskin always looks like he just stepped out of a shower. His hair is always soaking wet. I don't know what he's doing, but unless he just ran there, like, why is your hair wet? And he was out there at the same hearing. He's a champion of women. Oh, boy, howdy, is he a champion of women? Just ask him. Not a... Not a fun dude to be around. Glad I'm not his kid. Would not want to be raised by this guy because he just seems absolutely insufferable on everything. And it would be really weird to have your dad talk about how he wished that you'd been aborted all the time. Like, very, very excited at the prospect of abortion on everything, he tried to go after a woman named Catherine Glenn Foster. Now, Catherine Glenn Foster is the president and CEO of a group called Americans United for Life. My wife used to work for Americans United for Life back when we, it wasn't right when we, she wasn't there when we started dating, but probably a year into dating, she was in the press shop there. Jamie Raskin is trying to make Katherine Glenn Foster look stupid. He ends up making himself look like, well, Jamie Raskin. They called is candidly and openly calling for a nationwide ban on all abortions with no exceptions for rape or incest. And if I've got that wrong,
1: I would invite Ms. Foster to correct me. Do I have it wrong, yes or no?
2: Um, if we added rape and incest exceptions, would you vote for it?
1: Uh, okay, i reclaim my time, of course.
0: the You're a monster. You will not have exceptions for rape and incest. That, uh, okay, well, if we had those, would you vote for it? it- Reclaiming my time. these people are so this is you know what you want to know what the real problem here is not that these people are idiots these people are idiots but the real problem here is that these people live in a world where they're never challenged where they're never even remotely challenged i told you yesterday how tucker had invited chuck schumer onto the show Give him the whole time to talk about, talk about this uh, thing. You want to accuse me of being complicit or to blame for the shooting in Buffalo? Let's have a conversation about replacement theory. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the other thing. And what do you get? Chuck Schumer says, no, I will not go on there. I'll only talk to Rachel Maddow. Why? Because she agrees with me. She will say only nice things to and about me, to her friends and everything, and that's it. And that's all I really care about. Chuck Schumer can't can't handle somebody who disagrees with him not in any serious way. not with him and Mitch McConnell standing up giving speeches in the floor of the Senate. That's not debate that's not discussion. That's kabuki theater. Chuck Schumer can't do it won't do it whatever because he hasn't done it in so long that he's afraid to look like an idiot. Well these Democrats, never do you think Jamie Raskin rolls in a circle with very many people who are conservatives let alone democrats who are pro life or democrats who say you know what maybe maybe 20 weeks is enough to make up your mind as to whether or not you want to have an abortion like 20 weeks is a good 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 line to draw if you can't figure it out if you can't do your business or get off the pot by then i'm sorry you'll lose but you can't come in at 30 weeks and go you know what Let's get rid of this thing. No, that's not how it's going to work. But they can't handle it. He's never heard it. He's never been challenged. His staff doesn't challenge him. That's a sign of weakness. If you are a member of Congress, if you are a politician, and you are not challenged by your staff, that is a... You should not be in office. You should be embarrassed for yourself. You should be seeking out people to challenge you. If you have the courage of your convictions... You should be willing to go out there and defend them. You should have confidence in your ability to stand up and talk about them to people and with people who disagree with you, who do not hold them. Say what you will about Eric Swalwell, and Lord knows I've said what I would about Eric Swalwell. He's incredibly stupid, at least for a while until I assume, well, until Fang Fang came along and people would, uh, would have asked him about, you know, sleeping with a Chinese communist spy. Before that, he would go on Fox. He would go on Tucker's show. He would go on uh, Hannity or Ingram. He would because he had a lot of confidence in his ability to have a debate and a discussion. It was false. He was stupid, and he always got his rear end handed to him, but he at least did it. He at least did it. He gave him props for doing it. That's not doing that anymore. Chuck Schumer ain't doing that. Jamie Raskin ain't doing it. And so at a hearing, when Jamie Raskin gets confronted with something as basic as, well, if you think rape and incest are so important, how about we put that in there? Would you vote for the bill then? <laughs> Same with the abortion activists. When What's the difference between this, that, and the other thing? Well, I uh, uh, they don't have an answer because they're never challenged. What a boring way to live your life let's uh shift it up a little bit here because I've got we do um, you remember Carl Cameron if you used to watch Fox News you' likely remember Carl Cameron I just want to illustrate this and to how deeply ingrained in the media liberalism is how deeply ingrained liberalism is it's it's just normal. If, if you're not explicitly a conservative, it's safe to assume that that person is a liberal. And that's the case with Carl Cameron. Carl Cameron used to be a congressional reporter. He was the cam- He was actually the campaign reporter. He was, remember, campaign Carl Cameron, back when Brit Hume was on Special Report, when he was the host of Special Report, and even with Bret Baier. Years ago, probably, I think it was even before Trump, Carl Cameron left Fox News and I thought oh that's a shame because I kind of liked the guy and it turns out that as soon as he got out the door at Fox he started complaining about Fox working at Fox all the right-wingers at Fox all of this and all of that and all the other thing at Fox and all the horrible people and blah 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 it's like whoa what the hell now I don't I don't have a whole lot of respect for people like that because the second you leave, you start griping about a place. like the second you leave, you start griping about it. You happily hammered the checks. Chris Wallace is the same kind of way. Chris Wallace was more than happy to hammer those big, fat checks for Fox News Sunday. He worked there for 18 years. You can't tell me that you couldn't have found another job in 18 years. But the second he leaves to go to CNN plus to be the, <laughs> to be the star at CNN plus. As soon as he leaves, he gives an interview to the New York Times when he needs publicity. When the network desperately needs publicity, he goes, oh, I couldn't continue to work at Fox. They're horrible, horrible people. They're horrible, horrible. All that opinion, I can't. Okay, you can not like it. Why didn't you leave earlier? Why, didn't, If you're Carl Cameron, why did you wait so long? You were there for more than a decade. Why didn't you leave earlier? Well, with Carl Cameron... You can see Chris Wallace has the sense, or at least thus far has had the sense, to not go as far as Carl Cameron has. Listen to Carl Cameron turning on everybody over at Fox, turning on the concept of Fox, meaning giving voice to the non-left-wing opinion. And particularly at the end of this, when he was on he was on uh, that uh, deadline White House or something like that uh, with nicole wallace he's on there and he says these people maybe it's time to put them in jail now you remember he's talking about how bad republicans are how mean there's disinformation he's implying as every leftist does that republicans are nazis and republicans are fascists and then at the end he goes everybody maybe they should we should be throwing them in jail That's how the left works. This is how the left, this is who the left really are. They occasionally let it slip out in public, but when they're alone, this is what they talk about. And they go, boy, those fascists over there, they're trying to make people have to uh, show a photo ID to vote, to prove who they are in order to vote. That is wildly racist. It is fascist. And maybe we should take those white Nazis and throw them in jail. Wait a second. You're just, just suddenly shifted to racist, fascistic tendencies there. Where the hell, No, 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 they're the racist and fascist. And they have to, the only way to stop their racist fascism is to be racist and fascist towards them. It's like Antifa, ironically calling itself anti-fascist while they're out there practicing, you know, making the brown shirts blush going, my God, we didn't even think to do that. Listen to Carl Cameron from yesterday. The
2: champion by Tucker Carlson. What happens at Fox News when something like this happens?
0: I can't even imagine. Uh, It's (laughs) partly why I ended up getting out of there. Uh, It really is kind of horrible to think that uh, journalists with national and international capacity are putting together this type of nonsense. I think the president did a great job. I wish he had done a lot of this a lot sooner. And we need a lot more from uh, the left and the middle. And uh, we got to watch out because the Republicans have become the purveyors of misinformation. And when Mm -hmm. our our two-party system is broken like that, democracy is seriously in trouble. The president acknowledged that it's time to actually start doing things and maybe taking some names and putting people in jail. I mean, wow, Carl! <laughs> I mean, wow, Carl! No hesitation. On, there was no like, what the hell, Carl? It was just, oh, wow, Carl! You're speaking Bibles full of truth. Can you? You want an amen? Because I'll give you an amen. <laughs> the Republicans are the purveyors of disinformation. The Republicans are saying things I personally disapprove of, and therefore I think that uh, perhaps it's time to throw them in prison and maybe even electrocute some of them to death. I mean, let's just be honest about what's going on here. They're that big of a threat to democracy. They are a threat to our freedoms, so we should rob them of theirs. Huh? This is, I, I get wanting to take the high road when dealing with these people. I get it. What I'll never understand is, at a certain point, how do you not hit back? How do you not hit back in kind? Not you know actually rounding them up, but talking about them in a way that they, they really literally deserve to be. Just calling them fascists. You're sitting there and you have a discussion with somebody and all they do is, well, the ultra mega Republicans are Nazis. They're domestic terrorists. Sir, this is a transportation hearing. Ultra-maga terrorists. Like, all right, you're insane. Carry around suckers. Give them lollipops every time or something. Whatever the case is, you just look at these people and you go, why do we have to take these people seriously? Why do we have to be nice to them? You shouldn't be nice to them. Be how they are to you. Be how they are to you right back to them. They won't like it. They'll only ramp up the rhetoric. But how many different ways can you be called a racist simply because you refuse to comply with what some white leftist wants you to do? Carl Cameron is so white, he's almost clear. All right. You're sitting there, racism over there. Oh, yeah. Well, we really need what, what the minority communities really need is another white liberal with a God complex to come in and save them, right? Isn't that what we're talking about? That's who these people think they are? No one in this panel, there were five people on this panel, said anything like, hey, wait a second, dude. You're going a little too far here. Throwing people in jail for disagreeing with that? I don't think so. Donnie Deutsch, in the clip I played you earlier, he was on that panel. Donnie Deutsch isn't smart enough to go, wait a second. You're talking about throwing people in jail for what you say is spreading disinformation. That's a little bit much. Nope, Donnie Deutsch didn't say anything. The supposed Republican, Nicole Wallace, didn't say anything. And Carl Cameron will face no consequences. For what what consequences? He'll probably actually get more bookings on MSNBC. He founded some stupid... Independent news organization It's just another, like like you need a third nipple. That's what Carl Cameron, Uh, I do another news organization. It's another left-wing news organization. Oh, great, a a fourth nipple. That's exactly what we need, Carl. Swear to God, these people are beyond parody and beyond evil. Never forget that. They're coming for you one way or the other. As we uh, wrap it up here for now, we've got, I just, I saw this story yesterday and I thought, my God, they'll, they're desperate for ideas. They're de- Hollywood. Hollywood is desperate for ideas. Oh, my God. Uh, this is from The Hollywood Reporter. Now, I didn't know about They've canceled it, apparently, but I had no idea. I would never in a million years dream that anybody would make a movie about this. Uh, the headline, DC movie Wonder Twins shut down by Warner Brothers. Now, you're probably thinking, Wonder Twins, Zan, Jaina, and gleek the blue monkey yes form of a bird form of uh, various forms of water it's either a bucket of water or an ice bridge or something we've got to get to the other side of that cavern this uh, cavern is clipped. it's thousand feet down there how do we get a form of an ice bridge yeah you know what i'm gonna walk i'll climb down i'll climb and i'm not walking over an ice bridge dude you never made an ice handrail but uh yeah they uh Now, this is what gets amazing to me about this. DC-based feature project, which was to have begun production in early July, has been shelved, according to multiple sources. The project was developed as a feature for HBO Max. HBO, it's just going to be a streaming thing. HBO Max and had Riverdale star K.J. Appa, I don't know, and 1883 actress Isabel May, no idea, on board to star. Somebody worked on the script, blah blah blah. Now, what's amazing to me? Where is that part? Here he goes. Sources say the decision to shut down the project occurred several weeks ago, according to insiders. The leadership of Warner Brothers Discovery, the new company. convinces the same people that denied all those ten thousand people CNN Plus. So it's not just CNN Plus that they're denying people. But this decision sounds well. The CNN Plus one sounds smart i kind of wanted him to make that now that i know that it was going to be made i kind of wanted to like what how do you milk this for an hour and a half how do you do that said so at the same time one source said the budget was too high for what is considered an hbo max movie twins was looking at a 75 million dollar budget <laughs> 70 75 million dollars for a streaming movie about the Wonder Twins. I guarantee you, you haven't thought about the Wonder Twins since the last time you saw a rerun of Super Friends. And now you're thinking, oh, they're going, what? What is the Wonder... That thing? They're going to make a movie about that. And somebody said $75 million. Well, I'll say other sources, they, they, they want to keep the uh, HBO Max original movies to $35 million or under. <laughs> She's <laughs> so sitting there going, I can possibly make The Adventures of Zan and Jaina for less than $75 million. I'm sorry, it can't be done. This is a story that needs to be told, but it cannot be done for less than $75 million. Why, the the Gleek budget alone. You got to get Andy Serkis to come in and be Gleek. That's a Lord of the Rings joke. But you watch him, Every every like animated character is Andy Circus plays him. Every now he's finally starting to get to play himself too. But like weird CGI characters were always Andy Circus because apparently he can contort himself into weird things. But he's out there going to be covered in blue paint to be Gleek and then computer generated Gleek on top. And that's that's forty million dollars right there. And everybody knows you can't do the Wonder Twins without without Gleek. My God. I don't know why anybody would have thought that this was a good idea, but now I wish they were making it. I wish I could see this. I want to see this thing. (laughs) Speaking of things, well, no one wants to see. I've got this clip here of Prince Charles. Now underneath it is some dramatic music because it was, uh, I, I forget where I, I got this on Twitter um, and they were mocking Prince Charles. So they added some dramatic music to it. You can't blame them for adding dramatic. It doesn't really take away. They, it seems as though they filmed it from television with their phone or whatever. So the audio quality isn't all that great. And then they added in dramatic music to cheesy it up. But Prince Charles... I know what he's trying to say here, he's predicting that bad things will come if you don't give him his way and the left their way when it comes to climate change. But what he is actually saying comes off more as a threat. It's <laughs> like you either do what we say on climate change or the dog gets it. You either do what we say on climate change or there will be there will be more, more pandemics. <laughs>
2: ...action necessary, and we build uh, again in a greener, more sustainable, and more inclusive way, then we will end up having more and more pandemics and more and more disasters from ever-accelerating global warming and climate change.
0: (laughs) More and more, ever more, accelerating climate change. We will make things more and more. Either we do what I say we're going to do, Which will impact me not in the least. Not in the least. I am filthy rich and I will do whatever the hell it is I like, you see. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, you want to convince me that you're really concerned about climate change, Chuck? Let me see you on a commercial flight. I'll give you the first class upgrade but let me see you on a commercial flight. Oh, the security, nobody wants to attack you, Chuck. And you know what? We'll even let you, we'll understand that you got a bodyguard flying with you and Camilla. You don't even have to bring Camilla. Just be you. Go on a long journey, not from Wales to London, uh, uh, on plane or public transport. Show me, lead by example. Because... You know, if if our lives must be disrupted, if our lives must be risked, if our lives must be completely uprooted because of what you want, then you show us how to do it first. That That's so bad? That's so crazy? It's not crazy. Lead by example, you know, like the, uh, what was the line from, uh, you got to fight for your right to party. You can't smoke cigarettes or whatever. That hypocrite smokes two packs a day. Chuck, lead by example. Put out the butt and quit smoking, and then we'll consider quitting smoking ourselves. Is that too much to ask? It is. You're not willing to give up a a single mansion, let alone multiple mansions, that are all climate-controlled in case you feel like going there and have staffs. you got to keep the A.C. on because the staff is there just in case somebody decides they want to go there. Pathetic. Now, uh, lastly, to send you off on your way, wondering why I'm so damned good looking. <laughs> this is from the UK Daily Mail. Mind-altering parasite spread by cats makes infected people more attractive, study says. Well, there it is. Apparently, I've got a mind-altering parasite. No, no I, was, I was always this good looking. But it says, while disease usually make things worse for wear, one cunning parasite makes human carriers more physically desirable, a new study claims. In experiments, volunteers looked at photos of people who had and hadn't been infected with Toxoplasma gondii, the parasite that causes the disease Toxoplasmosis. And it turns out that the study found that uh, infected men and women we're rated as appearing healthier and more attractive than those without the parasites. So go out. and No, I don't even want to finish that thought. That's gross. But uh, what are you going to do? Still don't uh, rub cat stuff on your face. Good rule of thumb to live by. Although if you need to be told that, you probably aren't going to be talked out of it. It's like if you're on the verge of, of it and somebody says, you hey, don't rub cat crap in your, your eyes, and your mouth. Like, oh, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Good thing you called me right now, Ed, because I was literally about five inches away from doing just that. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> what the hell do I know? Anyway, we're out of time for this week, really. Have an awesome weekend. Go to patreon.com slash Podcast. That's where the Week in Evan Review will be up there talking about this Joe Biden SOB. God, oh, I can't wait to record that. It's very, very, it's a, it's a big release. Uh, Five bucks a month is all we ask. Otherwise, uh, enter the contest as well. You'll see all the pictures. Be back here on Monday, but have a great weekend in between.